0: Good morning. Good morning. Am I on? <laughs> uh, Just to introduce myself, my name is Pastor Julie. I'm the pastor of youth and adult ministry over at First Covenant, but they let me out today to come over and be with you here at Zion, and it's a joy to be here. So let me pray for us, and then uh, we'll get going. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts and minds be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I grew up in a family of photographers. My grandfather, on my mother's side, was a photographer and even had a little hobby of fixing up cameras for people around the neighborhood. My uncle Craig was an artist by trade and used to take really weird, abstract photos that, even as a, chi- as a child, I thought were something pretty special. And my sister was a photographer, even majoring in it at Ohio University, which she then very quickly realized it's impossible to make a living as a photographer, and so she became a lawyer. <laughs> Pretty hard to do. So I love all kinds of photography, but my, I'm particularly fascinated by microphotography. And microphotography is taking pictures up very, very close, noticing every little detail and object so, I brought along some examples with me today of microphotography, and John Michael's gonna help me. So, this is of uh, a leaf, very close up. This is of a dandelion, very, very close. Those are fish scales. Uh, that's a mushroom, which I personally don't like, but it looks beautiful. Uh, raindrops. Uh, those are brain neurons firing. And finally, our favorite, the snowflake. This last photograph uh, photograph of a snowflake, something very, very common to those who live in western New York. Snowflakes, each one, are completely unique. We could spend the rest of our lives going through photographs of each individual snowflake. Forming amazing patterns and shapes, I find them stunningly beautiful. But granted it's hard to find snowflakes so beautiful sometimes when I'm standing outside wi- wiping snow off my car or my car slips when I'm driving or I can't feel my toes after shoveling I don't find snow so beautiful sometimes and in these moments I try to very hard to remind myself that this enormous inconvenience is actually millions and millions and millions of p- tiny pieces of God's craftsmanship. It's hard. It's really hard to remember when you're cold and annoyed and maybe even injured from a fall, which is what I tend to do. But something incredibly beautiful is surrounding you, even then. Today we have read the Magnificant, or Mary's song of worship, and hearing she is going to bear the Son of God. There are a few ways... Mary could have taken this news which has just been given to her. She could have just flat out not believed the angel which had told her that she, a virgin, is now pregnant and will give birth to a son and name him Jesus, and he will be the son of the Most High where he will reign reign forever. Stop with me for a moment and think of what your response would have been. Is this the weirdest dream of my life that I'm having? Am I hallucinating? Have I lost my mind? It would have been completely understandable if Mary had completely doubted this incredible news. She could have also met the news with irritation and annoyance. Why, Lord, is this happening to me? I'm just a teenage girl from a small town. What is Joseph going to think of me? What is my family and community going to think of me? What have I done to deserve this? These questions would have also been understandable as well. It's a common response to life-changing news to ask a lot of questions and to try and figure out how this has happened to me. Our rational minds want rational answers. And we want to find out all the steps that have led us to this moment and when we don't find the answers to our questions we can feel alone annoyed scared and confused and angry she does respond with one question in Luke 134 she asks how this happened and the, she asks the angel how can i be pregnant if i am a virgin a very reasonable question and the angel explains how and what will happen And we read her response in verse 38. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. The response of Mary following this life-changing news after she asked the inevitable question of how this will happen is not worry, panic, or denial. Her response is worship and obedience. Her song of response, the Magnificant, starts with the line, my soul glorifies or magnifies the Lord. I personally prefer the translation of magnifies over glorifies. I think of a magnifying glass or a microscope in hearing the word magnify here. I used to love to play with my dad's magnifying glass when I was a child, running around the house or yard and trying to see every nook and cranny of things surrounding me, or in high school you would put a strand of hair under the microscope or maybe look at the cells of a leaf. I loved looking at every little detail and seeing how these little things made up a whole object. And it continues in my love of microphotography and taking pictures of things up close. I am a person who really, really loves the details. There's always beauty to be discovered, even in unexpected places. And the trick of finding beauty in the small details, the way to spot that perfect picture, is to slow down. Take in what is happening around you. Imagine all the little things which are taking place in the big picture in front of you. And once you begin to practice and look for all the details, things which are beautiful around you, you will find yourself doing it more and more. I can't go anywhere (laughs) without noticing all the cool little places around me. I love to find lovely and beautiful little things in unexpected places, but it took time and patience but my perspective and worldview has completely changed in this practice. So we don't know much about Mary from Scripture. We don't know about her full backstory or what her personality was really like. But I would bet that this is not the first time Mary has been able to give thanks in all circumstances. She, through her short life, has had the practice of taking time to stop and observe how God has been faithful to her and all the generations which have come before her. She knows to slow down and remind herself that she is a small part of the bigger story of God. Mary, in this unbelievable news she has been given, is able to slow down and look up close and see the beauty of what is happening around her. Her soul, in seeing this beauty, is able to rejoice at her understanding that God has been mindful of her in this incredible responsibility she has been given. Excuse me. Mary sees that there is a lot of little parts which make up a whole wonderful story, and her response is humility and rejoicing in the goodness of God. Mary sees that this news is not about her, but about God's faithfulness, not just about her, but for all generations. In this song of worship, Mary recalls ways in which God has been merciful, just, kind, and faithful, not just to her, but to all generations and generations before her. Yes, Mary has been chosen and blessed by this incredible news that she is the one who will carry the Son of God. But this is not the beginning or the end of the story, and she is fully aware of that. She sees and gives Thinks that God has made her a part of a bigger story. She gives an account of how God has moved throughout history, and she says, "Right now, in this place, in my sister's house, I am taking time to stop and slow down and look at how God has ushered me into His story of His faithfulness." She doesn't say, "Elizabeth, grab your coat. We're going to Babies R Us and making a plan." She doesn't begin to make lists and plans. She slows down. She quiets herself. And she breaks into a song of thanksgiving to God. She remembers that God is always good and faithful. She didn't see all the things that that could go wrong. And she didn't run away or become angry. She was obedient and courageous in the faith of God in the face of what could have been very humiliating or dangerous news. Advent is the time in the church year where we are called to slow down. It is ironic, of course, that Christmas season is often our most hectic and scheduled time of year. We never seem to stop during the month of December. Every day seems to be filled with cooking, shopping, wrapping, caroling, and preparing for Christmas morning. And I love these Christmas traditions, too. These are not bad things. But this time leading up to Christmas, these days of Advent, we're called to take time to slow down and see the big picture, to look close and see all the details of God moving in and around our lives and throughout all of history, like Mary, our souls magnify the Lord. We bring into focus, like a magnifying glass, the state of our hearts and minds. When we look closely, letting our souls be magnified, we not only see our place within God's big story, we see all the little stories which fit together Into this one big, magnificent story of God's faithfulness. However, we can't look at a magnifying glass while running. We can't stop and look with a microscope in a sprint. We must, we have to slow down and take time to notice the details and find the beauty. God will show us what is beautiful in our lives as well as what is diseased, unhealthy, or rotten. We are all beautifully crafted creations of our creator God. There are uncountable things about you that are lovely and wonderful. There are beautiful things in you and around you to give thanks for. But we have we have things that we need God to remove and take away so we can be new, beautiful reflections of his goodness once again. But in order for God to reveal to you what those things are, We need to stop long enough for God to point them out to us. We need to let our loving, kind Creator God point out the areas which need to go, which need to be removed. Advent is a time to remember that while there are so many good things in our lives, we are people deeply in need of a Savior, someone to come and redeem us and save us from the unhealthy, ugly sin in our lives Someone to make us new, beautiful creations. Mary's response of worship and obedience leads us, of course, to the birth of the Messiah. This means that because of her faithfulness, God has come into the world through this baby. This baby which now within her she will name Jesus and he will be the one to make all things new the most beautiful thing, the most marvelous, glorious, magnificent thing that has ever been is about to come into the world in a tiny little town born to poor parents in a humble manger, the most beautiful sight in a place many wouldn't ever expect to find something beautiful. My prayer for us this Advent season is that we would all take time to slow down. Then look around you. Look at what is in your heart and who is in your life. Look at the uncountable blessings which surround you every single day. Give thanks for those things. Then look at the hard spots, the rough places, the places which scare and worry you. And with God, look closer. Find something beautiful in an unexpected place. And I pray you would have the courage, I pray that you would have the courage to let God show you the places which need to be changed or moved away. Know that you have a place within the big, wonderful story of God's faith, faithfulness to all generations. God makes us new, beautiful things out of us, every day. And I pray that we would all slow down and take the time to notice them. Amen.